0: Two and a half weeks into this show and some of you are becoming familiar with the books on the shelves behind me. I know the big yellow Bob Hope book sticks out for many, many different books, many different authors. In fact, that's something each book has in common. They all had an author or even more than one author. They each had an author who created the book. That's what authors do. They create and what they create belongs to them. They have the rights of ownership. They have the rights to edit. They have the rights to publish, they have the rights to sell, they even have the rights to destroy. Unless they sell or give up those rights, the rights belong to the author and the author alone. An author who cares and is concerned about their creation will always act in the best interest of the work they've created. They will protect it from theft, they'll protect it from censorship, they'll protect it from misuse, they'll protect it from being destroyed. In many cases, a finished work is an extension of the author. It's a revelation of the heart and mind of who the author truly is. Now, imagine the creation is not a book. Imagine the author has created not just an organization of thoughts, but an organism that truly is an extension of who they are. Not only will the author have the same rights of authorship, they'll even have a greater sense of care and concern for the benefit of their creation. But that phrase, rights of authorship, we have a shorter word for that, authority. Authority is simply the rights of the owner, the rights of authoring something. Which helps us understand Paul when he says in Ephesians chapter 1, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body. Jesus is the author of the church. That's big C, church. It's not the church you sign a membership card to get into. It's not the online church or the in-person church. It's not the church in North Fort Myers or North Dakota. It's the church Jesus said he would build. And the church is not just an inanimate piece of clay or tapestry. It's not a book, it is his body, connected to him and fashioned by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body. He's the author for our benefit. If we accept our place in His body, if we accept Him as our head, as the one who has the sole rights and ownership for us, His creation. Unfortunately, there are those who want to be associated with His authority without being under His authority. They want to be called part of the church without accepting their place in the church. They want the benefits of but refuse to be part of the body. In his letter to the people of Colossae, Paul tells us what that looks like. Their sinful minds have made them proud. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. On the other hand, when we accept our place under his authority, connected by his grace and by his spirit, something wonderful happens. Paul describes it to the Ephesians this way. In Ephesians 4, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Will you accept your place, the place he's prepared for you, the place in his body? Pray with me now. Father, we thank you that you care so much about us, that you created us, not only as individuals, but as your body, as an extension of who you are. Lord, forgive us for sin, forgive us for pride that has kept in the way of becoming part of your body. May we, by your grace and by your Holy Spirit, be joined together now in that eternal being, which is your body, your church. Lord, we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church. Keep the faith.